You know what the power move is? The power move is to be a little fucking subcompact, little hatchback Toyota, Toyota Yaris thing that's just kind of flinging itself through traffic, just cutting you off, crossing three lanes at a time. I'm, and I'm watching this little fucker go. He looks like a little red fucking golf ball. And every stoplight, he's at this, he, he didn't make it any further than the rest of us. That's the power move right there. So I'm listening to this guy's podcast, Like a Bigfoot. Like a Bigfoot. Like a Rolling Stone. Like the FBI. And the CIA. And the BBC. Just kidding. Like a Bigfoot uh, podcast. Shout out to Chris Ward. who uh, He's a teacher and he does a uh, pretty cool podcast. It's primarily like endurance event type situations uh you know hiking rowing kayaking ultra marathons and the last one i uh that i think the last one he came out with was um this kid uh about this kid and i the fastest now he did an fkt the fastest known time across uh the state of iowa of all of all things so there had been a recorded effort the previous year by um, somebody, let's see, did they give his full name? I can't remember. But this kid, uh, this kid, Paul Noble, shout out to Paul Noble. He's a, he's a freshman in college. Uh, and he decided that for his spring break, instead of, you know, going out and partying and, you know, waking up face down on a sandy beach in Galveston or some bullshit like that that he would run across the state of Iowa and try to beat the FKT which was like a, it was like 96 hours or something that something that like three three days almost four days and uh, is that right yeah so 90 like 96 hours would be four days. And he did it just under 96 days. So he, he beat the record by a couple hours. And, uh, which was kind of interesting. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, for somebody to be that poised at that age, I think he was 19. I want to say he was 19. And he did it in like, yeah, like three days and 20 uh, so three days would be 72 hours. He did it in like 94 hours and, and change. So, yeah, so three days and 22 hours and X amount of minutes. And, uh, but, but the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm, I'm kind of out on my old man walk. I'm walking to hike and do my old man hike. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this kid's got a really, you know, he seems like a really cool, just chill guy, you know, you're just like anybody talking, BSing about whatever, <clears throat> and then I, and then I thought to myself, yeah, you know what, that kind of is the way, particularly runners, I remember, you know, I mean, shit, my, my running days are long behind me, although, although, I've been going to the gym, I've been going to the gym, 
and uh, with my lady, she um, she drags me in there, kicking and screaming. And I've been getting up on the first thing we do is get up on the treadmill, so we do a little walk. So we uh, we've done six days so far, and on the last outing, we did. Uh, what I end up doing is I go like, I want to do at least thirty minutes on the tr- treadmill, and I'll start by like a 10 minute walk like one day I'll do a 10 minute walk then I'll do a 10 minute run and then a 10 minute walk so 30 minutes next day the next time we go back I'll end up doing like a like a 10 and a half minute walk 10 and a half minute run 10 and a half minute walk to cool down so you're on there now 31 and a half minutes so you just build build blah 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 so but I'm testing out my I'm I'm pressure I'm pressure testing my seals I'm t- pressure testing the old gaskets, you know, because whenever I start to run now, I, I got a lingering little, uh, I think it's on the ACL, uh, my ACL just kind of, it's my weak spot, it's it's uh, my vulnerable point, it's like my, you know, if I was uh, if I was a Greek god, I'd be Achilles, but I, I would be, uh, you know, it'd be Achilles ACL, where I was most vulnerable, but, but when I'm done, at the end of the sequel, at the end of the whole the rigmarole, the whole sequence, man, it's just like, you get this fucking endorphin rush, man, it's just like, better than any drug out there, hands down, hands down, and I thought, well, that must be why these kids are so chill, these runners, you know, particularly distance runners, because they're always kind of pumping that cortisol, and they're stocking up on their endorphins, and they're just chill, I, to, to my knowledge, you know, and I only ran f- about five years, but I'd been in, in in and around the community, you know, here and there. I got friends that still run. Uh, why, I don't know. I don't know. I did it competitively. I really, the only reason I did it was for competitive reasons. I didn't do it for my health because I would simply just run myself into the ground, you know. And so there was nothing healthy that I saw to that. So it was more competitive aspect. So if you're doing it now in your 50s, okay, fine, that's cool, like whatever. Um, now it's more becomes more of a trivial challenge, like the whole 48 hour challenge. You know, four every four hours you run f- four miles for 48 hours. I think that 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 to me is something I, I get into. But but back in the day, you know, when I was running around with these geeks, these skinny geeks, you know, we had. Uh, like my first year up at Humboldt when uh, I was kind of recruited to run with these guys like we had a freshman core one kid from Oregon from Coos Bay of all places where Steve Prefontaine was from and I just wanted to smash this guy in the face the minute I met him but nice guy but there's some you know some people just they have that effect on you okay and but he was a good runner he was like a sub 10 two miler and then uh, and then a, a handful of other, my roommate, uh, Chris, he was a freshman the same year. Um, and there's one other kid named Rob Scott who had, uh, I, he lived in the dorms. Like I would, I would make my way to the dorms to kind of make my rounds. My buddy Chris, like I didn't, I never lived in the dorms, but all the freshmen, all the other freshmen did, except for Jason who. I wanted to smash in the face because because he was my roommate. I had to share a room with him in a house, and I just wanted to kill this guy. Uh, but 
never overtly, like, because the endorphins kind of kept me in check, right? Like, it's a mood enhancer, right? Uh, but, so I'd make my rounds, my, my one buddy, Jonathan, I'd go visit him, he was like the, my born-again Christian buddy, he was, he'd always be like, you'd bust into his dorm room, I'd, I'd, I'd power through in, like, Kramer, in Kramer fashion, just show up and be him and his buddy, Joe Komarinsky, who they both came up from Orange County, Joe Komarinsky would give me the biggest middle finger in the history of civilization, longest middle finger, hello, John Leader, he would say, hello, John Leader. And then I'd walk past his mess over to my buddy Jonathan, who'd be trying to learn, like, you know, some uh, Beatles song from the White Album on his acoustic guitar. You know, he'd, he'd be there. I mean, literally, there'd be an indentation in his bed, uh, you know, from sitting there hours and hours and hours, uh, you know. And then my other, my, my, my buddy Mike, and then my future roommate Chris, the other runner, freshman, the other freshman runner, he were, they were in the other set of dorms across the canyon, but this other set, of, there was like the low rent barrio section of, of dorms, and that was where this kid Rob Scott, he, that's where he lived, and they were like, I mean, these dorms suck, man, it looked like, it looked like a concentration camp, it was, it wasn't, like, it was like, painted white cinder block walls um and uh his roommate was some burnout from like I don't know the 50s the 60s I don't know and uh but I but this guy now he was talented okay now I wasn't talented I was just I was just consistent like I was just I I wrung every drop of what I had in me out on the track man I had nothing left to give, like, what I, what I put on the track usually was what I had to give, but this motherfucker, he came out of high school, he was about a 9-12 two-miler, uh, matter of fact, I ran against him in the state championships the year before as a senior, we were both seniors in high school, so he came out of San Ramon, he ended up running about 9-12, which is a fucking good time, that's a really good, uh, I only ran about 9-27, but I didn't know him at at that time, but he got recruited as well. And this motherfucker, he's one of those talented guys that just didn't use this. Like, he would sit around and just eat, like, gummy bears all day. And then on weekend, like, one weekend, he went out to, like, a an ultra marathon, like a 50-miler. And I don't know. I, I don't know how he did. He got second or third. I don't know. But why would you do that? That doesn't even make sense, these ultra guys. Doesn't make a doesn't make a lick of sense, right? And then he'd blow it. Oh, oh. I think, and then he blew his knee out or something, and so he, he was on the travel squad with us in cross country, he went to the NCAA championships with, with us, he was like a sixth or seventh man, I would consistently beat him, just because he was like a jerk off, you know, he fucked, he fucked off, but, but after several months of being dormant from a knee issue, he just got, when we had a, uh, we had like an inner squad meet or a dual, it was like a dual meet with Hayward, I think, or somebody, and, uh, this motherfucker just comes out and busts out a 1453 5k on the track, like, what the fuck, you motherfucker, and so, I don't know, I hate that, I fucking hated that guy too, but, but I kept it under wraps, you know, I was, I mean, this was, uh, 
toward this is towards the end of my career, my end of my running career. And it's just is what it is. But uh, so there's very little animal. I mean, the point being that I had very little animosity until after kind of the, the tail end of my career when I saw guys that weren't working as hard having more success but you know that's part of it that's part of the game and uh, but by and large I mean there was never any drama or hysterics and like I say most and most every runner I'd ever cross paths with was always a pretty chill guy and I think it just from the you know the just the putting yourself through the paces of running, of you know, running 10 miles a day, 70 miles a week, 80 miles a week, 80, 84 miles a week, you know, running 85 miles a week, you know, you're talking, now you talk about 10, 11, 12, mile, 12 miles a day, you'd run a 20 miler on the weekend, you'd run a 20 miler on Sunday, Saturday you'd compete, and then Sunday you'd run a 20 miler for, for conditioning, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, uh, but, you know, typically everybody that I knew that I ran with was all, they were always chill. Except there's one guy, there's one guy, I remember he was kind of an arrogant little asshole, little prick, but he was fucking good. He was, uh, that was Mark Davis. I think he was a, f- he won the Kinney regionals and set the course record in Fresno, uh, for 5k on cross country at 1438 beat the old record by one second beat Ruben Rain. I think it was Ruben Reina's record he beat Ruben Rain. Ruben Reina's a guy Ruben Reina ran like uh see the one uh Ruben Reina was like a really good high school miler ended up going to like Texas or something I don't know he kind of faded in his call in his collegiate career but this guy Mark Davis who was uh ended up being an Olympian but he, he broke the course record at Woodward Park in Fresno uh, by one second. And then he went, like I say, he went on to, he went to run at Arizona, became a really good, I think he was an Olympic steeplechaser. And I don't, uh, he might've made the final, what year would that have been? Maybe 2004? Is that about right? Nah, no, would've been before that. Either 90, 96 or 2000. Would have, he would have been like in his late 20s, early 30s. But uh, great runner, great runner. Don't know where he, he's a little old. He's a few years older than me, so he ain't doing that shit now. But uh, but he was kind of an arrogant little prick, uh, and he knew it. But then, uh, what's his name? Uh, German Fernandez ended up beating his course record. I mean, just obliterated it. Uh, he ended up running like 14... Run some ridiculous like fourteen thirty one or some ridiculous. I mean, just smashed it. Might have been even under fourteen thirty, which is hard to believe because we're talking about you know the Salmon Brothers and stuff like that. These guys that ran like fourteen oh three on a on a cross country course, fucking crazy. Well, check it out this Saturday. Arcadia is it's going on. Arcadia Invitational. That is the big. That is the that is the race to kick off the season, the outdoor season, and the Salmon Brothers, the Young Brothers from Newberry Park will all be there, and I didn't realize that uh, Colin, uh, was it, I think it's Colin Salmon, he's already run 358 indoors in the mile already in the fucking, 
he's a high schooler. He's, I think, the eighth. Is he the eighth high schooler to break four minutes in the mile? And he did it indoor, which is like uh, uh, an indoor mile. You got to run because the track's shorter on the indoor circuit. So you're running like instead of a four lap race, you're running. Sometimes it's like eight laps or ten laps. It's kind of odd. You know, the the, the, uh, the turns are banked in some of these indoor uh, facilities. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an odd thing. Uh, I went down for an indoor meet my beginning of my senior year. My buddy Raj, my buddy Raj is, uh, he was a 419, he ran 419 as a junior in the 1600. So he got invited to the Sunkist Invitational, which was a huge indoor meet in uh, L.A., and uh, so I went down and I watched. Uh, this is when like Francis O'Neill was was in high school and these guys, <clears throat> and he ran. I don't remember what he ran. He ran like four twenty something maybe. I know Raj kind of phoned it in. I mean, very talented, way more. T- I wasn't even the most talented guy in my high school, you know. Raj was way more talented, um, but he just kind of I don't know, just didn't have the uh, he didn't have the fire fire in his belly but nevertheless it was kind of interesting to watch an indoor meet but that early on in the season to be running a 358 is fucking insane but now the beginning the kickoff of the outdoor season Arcadia Invitational that was back in the day when I was a freshman I remember the Mastaliers Mark and Eric Mastalier who were one and two in the nation at the time uh, or two or, or one and three or, or two and Three. John Trotman was a senior when they were seniors, and John Trotman ran eight oh. He ran an eight oh five three thousand meters outdoors at the beginning of the year at the Penn Relays, which equates to about an eight thirty nine two mile. And uh, but then he got mono, so uh, he didn't. Uh, the rest of the season was just kind of a wash. So at the end of the year. The Mastaliers tried to break his because that was the high school record at that time. At that time, eight oh five three thousand meters, which has since been broken by you guessed it, German Fernandez at seven fifty nine. Like unfucking believable. Uh, but the Mastaliers tried to break his record at the Golden West Invitational in Sacramento at the end of uh, eighty. Let's see, the end of eighty five. No, eighty five. It would be my freshman year, their senior year, and they both went after it. And uh, Eric ran 807, and then Mark ran 810, which were like at the time were this like the second and third or second and fourth fastest times all time by a, a, a high schooler. And I watched it happen. That was a good. Uh, was that the same? I don't think. The, no, that wasn't the same. The next year, I watched George Kirsch from Taft break the high school record in the 800 meters around 146 for a half mile. I mean, fucking, fucking stupid fast. And it's only been beaten. That was 87. And it's only been beaten by a tenth of a second since then, since 87. However long that's, you know, 30 years, you know, 35 years or whatever. And, uh, fucking stupid. But unfortunately, so was poor George Kirsch. He wasn't very bright. He ended up getting, um, I mean, anyway, it runs 146 in high school. Jesus Christ. 
I mean, that guy could go anywhere he wanted, but the poor guy, I think he was just, he wasn't very bright. And he ended up going to like, uh, where did he go? Taft Community College? I think he went to either Taft or Porterville. And then he went to the Olympic trials, but he just kind of, I don't know. He never got, I don't, I think the fastest he ever ended up running was about 140, well, only, but 144. I mean, that's fucking insane, too, but never really um, realized, realizes, I don't know, his, he peaked in high school, maybe, or peaked in his first year or two of of college, but, uh, um, but high school is just the fucking, um, well, like, there's this book that, uh, that I read, uh, I think it was my senior year, my senior year in high school. It's called Once a Runner. And it's a, it's kind of a cult book for runners. And it's written by this guy, John L. Parker Jr. And he, um, it's about this collegiate runner named Quentin Cassidy. And, uh, he, uh, it kind of documents this guy's, uh, kind of breakthrough as a runner in college. And in the end, I think it, it kind of leaves us ambiguously, uh, where he's trying to break the, he's trying to break a four minute mile, but, um, but in the, uh, sequence of the book, um, He's asked, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, did you, uh, how do I know you ran a 430 mile in high school? Because everybody ran a 430 mile in high school. And that's something, like if you're, if you're a runner, that would resonate with you. Because it seemed like everybody ran 429, 430 in high school. Unless you were the gifted set. Unless you were a Mastelier or George Kirsch or now this new guy, Grant Fisher. This motherfucker... Um, he was the, he became the seventh high schooler to break four minutes in the mile and he did it in 2015. So there was, so there's now a grand total. If you include Colin Salmon this year indoors, there's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Now there's 13 high schoolers that broke four minutes for the mile. And Jim Ryan did it five times. Of course, he was the first kid. He was this kid from Kansas. This kid is about 6'3", 6'4". I mean, as Christian as you can get. This guy is the uh, super Christian. Like, he's, uh, like, super Christian. And um, he, he had, I read his biography, too, and he, he did it. Um, his goal, like his coach, his training was all, it was entirely geared towards breaking the four minute mile in high school. Cause nobody had done it, um, ever as a high schooler. And he ended up running, he ended up running, he did it five times outdoors that I can recall. And he even went to the Olympics. Uh, he went to the Olympics in 68 as a high schooler. Was he a high schooler? Yeah, I think he might have been in high school still. And he ended up getting second 
in the 1500 meters in 68 in Mexico City at elevation. He got beat by Kipchokino from Kenya, who, you know, already lived at 12,000 feet at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. So he beat Jim Ryan. Ryan got a silver in the 1500 as a, I think he was a high schooler. But this was like, yeah, 64, 65 is when he ran those times. Is that right? Was he a two-time Olympic? Did he make the 64 team? I know he I know he made the I know he was the silver medalist in 68, but maybe he was uh I don't think maybe he didn't make the team as if maybe he was like a freshman in college when he finally made the team cuz when he ran those five times under four in high school it was like 64 65. It was weird because there was like a slew of these kids like uh well him and then in 66, this kid, Tim Danielson, did it. Ran 359. Out of nowhere. Like, who's this guy? Didn't do much after that. Didn't. Just kind of came and went. And in 67, Marty LaCoury did it. And he he went on to be a really good... Uh, was he an Olympic... Uh, he ended up being, a, being more of like a 5,000-meter runner. He ended up turning into like a 5,000... Uh, more of a specialist, but 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 very competitive at the fifteen hundred meters and the mile. Because eventually you're gonna, if you're a great young miler or fifteen hundred runner, ultimately you're gonna be more competitive. At you know, as you get older, you're gonna you're gonna go up to the longer distances, like a five thousand, and that's where you're really gonna start becoming an assassin because you got the wheels of a fifteen hundred runner, but when you run that 5k on the track it feels comfortable because you're used to the pace of a 1500 right so that's how that that came in that came to be but uh but then in uh so that was a uh, 67 and then nothing for years like literally years i mean guys get close i remember uh jason pyro ran about a 403 Three, I think at Golden West, trying to break four. Golden West was like the the end of the year track meet where everybody tried to break all the high school records. And so you saw like the Mastelliers, you saw George Kirsch, you saw Jason Pyra. I remember watching him. He always had those stupid o- Oakleys. I don't know. Oakleys, just bad. Just bad. And, um, but that was the proving, that was the proving ground at the end of the year. So for years, nobody could touch a sub four mile until 2001 when Alan Webb, this kid from, uh, I think he was, was he from, or was he an Oregon kid or was he from back East? Anyway, this kid came out and I think he broke four a couple of times, but he ended up beating and setting the record of 353. He did it in a co- I think he did it in a college race or an invite, some kind of international invite. And he almost, I think he got second or third. In the, he almost, I mean, he, he smoked everybody, but the winner was a high schooler. So uh, that was 2001. So he set the record at 353. So the high school record right now as it stands is 353 for the mile as a high schooler. Fucking stupid. But then, but then... Ten years later, all of a sudden, Lucas Verz, uh, Ver, 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 Verbicus, Verbicus, I can't say his last name, 
V-E-R-Z-B-I-C-A-S, Verbicus. Lucas Verbicus. 2011 broke it. And then in 2015, Matthew Maton, uh, Maton, M-A-T-O-N, did it. And uh, he ran the exact same time, 359.38, as Grant Fisher. 2015. So 2011 and 2015, a couple guys. Then a couple guys in 2016, uh, Michael Slagowski and Drew Hunter broke it. 2017, and a kid named Reed Brown broke the four-minute mile. And then 2020, Leo Dashback, he broke the uh, four-minute mile. Then 2021, Hobbs Kessler. And this kid ran like... He's run 357 indoors, but he's run 338 for the 1500. Is that right? I think, I think that's right. I mean, that, that, that's unheard of. I mean, that's fucking stupid. Uh, let me see. High school, all time. Um, for the mile. For the mile. He ran, Hobbs Kessler ran equivalent to a 351, uh, but that's a converted time from the 1500. But what he ended up running was uh, 334. Three, does that, yeah, 334. Motherfucker. Three thirty. That is a 351 mile. 1,500 meters, 334, 1,500 meters. So he has the high school record for uh, 1,500 meters. And then Alan Webb ran a 338. That's what, maybe that's what I was thinking of. No, and Alan Webb's from Virginia. That's right, okay. And then Alan Webb's run 338 a couple times. Um, he ended up, Alan Webb, he ended up, yeah, he, he ended up becoming an, an Olympian. Yeah. But just stupid. Just so then, Colin Salmon. He ended up running three fifty eight point eight indoors. So that four hundred three anchor leg that he ran on the four by one mile at the indoors, the indoor meet back east, the indoor uh, is it the nationals? He um, that was pretty pedestrian, really, if you think about it. But God damn, that's fast. God damn these guys. Um, so, but I've always, I've always said that, uh, I've always said, and I will continue to say, um, that immigrants do the American dream better than, than Americans. And why do I say that? I'll tell you why. Because, um... Because I, um, I'm kind of an idiot savant when it comes to, well, I used to be, uh, as far as knowing running times. And so like when I went up to like, uh, my running, we had a running camp before Humboldt, before my first year of Humboldt, we went up to Tahoe to our captains, uh, this guy, Scott Pesh, who he's actually the head coach of the team of the track, the Humboldt State University track team now. And, um, his dad had a cabin in Tahoe. So we all met up there 
and trained for a week before we started school. And um, some of the Sonoma State guys were up there, and they came over like the last the last night we were there. We were drinking beers, and I had, I think, it was Lucky Lager. We were drinking Lucky Lager, the one with like the the riddles on the bottle cap. If you pop the cap off, and there's like a little. It's like a little puzzle you get to solve. It's kind of, and it's the worst beer ever. You, like you really buy it for the bottle cap, not the beer. So the Sonoma State guys came over, and uh, Mike Stone was the—he was like the captain. He's actually, I took that. He's the second arrogant prick, one of the most arrogant pricks that I've uh, that I've ever met in running. And so the, yeah, there's a couple of guys that, uh, you know, the endorphins didn't really uh, amount to a whole hell of a lot. They just were wired. They were hardwired to be arrogant pricks. But but he was a good runner. Not great. I mean, this guy was running about a 345, 1500 um, in college, which is competitive in college. But, shit, when you get these high schoolers that are running 355 for the mile and 338, um, yeah, it just it, it, it kind of makes you feel stupid. But... But we had a tr- like the last time we were drinking beers, we got into this kind of pissing contest to see who knew the most, you know. So that they they started quizzing me, and I knew all the records at that time. I knew all the, you know, at the time it was the, like the five thousand meter American record was like thirteen oh one point one five by Sydney Marie. Um, the ten thousand meter record had just just been beaten, just been just been run by a guy named, a guy named Mark Nino. It ran twenty seven twenty point five six for ten thousand meters, so they just they'd be firing at me from all directions. I'd just be like, "Oh, come on, man! Is that the best you got?" Finally, at the end of the night, when they were good and drunk, I don't. I'd had one beer, two, maybe two. Uh, Mike Stone, he asks, he 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 goes, "Okay, I got one, I got one. You're not gonna get this. You will not get this." Who has the world world record for the downhill mile? And I'm like, oh, okay, well. So I kind of jogged my memory. And I thought, well, I know Kenny Moore, the great Kenny Moore, the marathoner, was a real aficionado of downhill running for some reason. I thought, you know, and this is kind of, it was an, an unofficial, undocumented record, but finally came to me it wasn't Kenny Moore it was Dave Ottaway who I believe was Canadian and this fucking just it fucking put the fear of God in this in Mike Stone when I pulled that one out of my ass but but the reason I say you know because I'd I'd read Once a Runner it was kind of a cult book for anybody in the running world and it was written by this guy who was part of the Florida track club who were comprised, uh, the core group were primarily these Florida, uh, like University of Florida runners, uh, uh, more specifically like uh, Jeff Galloway, uh, Jack Batchelor, and then Frank Shorter, the Olympic champion of the uh, 72 Olympic marathon in Munich, who also got fifth in the 10,000 that year. And then Jack Batchelor, who was a uh, he was an Olympian in '68 in the marathon, and then Jeff Galloway, 
was a, a 10,000 meter Olympian in um, was it 68 or 72. Might have been 68. But anyway, these guys were like the beginning of the beginnings of uh, like John L. Parker Jr. was part of this group and he was a good runner himself. He's like a 150 half miler. He was like a 405 miler, ran like an 845 steeplechase. He ran like a 107 half marathon and like a uh, not a particularly great marathon. I think he only ran about 233. I mean, that's... But the kicker was the line in the book, and I believe it was contributed by uh, Frank Shorter, who himself... I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, Frank Shorter's a legend. He he was one of the... kind of He kind of ushered in the real competitive portion of distance running in the 70s by winning the Olympic marathon. And he contributed, he basically contributed the uh, the line, how do I know you ran a 430 mile in high school? Because everybody ran a four, we all ran a 430 mile. And we did, it was like, but, you know, that was like, it used to be when you were in high school, like, you, you basically did what you could, you know, to optimize your talent and uh but you're talking about high school coaches you're not talking about professional you know they're not going to get the most out of you so everybody ran a you know i mean if you had a if you had an inkling of talent you'd run a 430 mile you'd run a 420 i ran a 429 mile in high school you know and then when you get into college and you're recruited and you get you know you're put in the hands of like somebody that now knows what to do with the talent that you have then you refine everything. You become. That's when you separate the milers from the distance runners, or the steeplechasers, or the half mile. You know, you know some guys like uh, I remember uh, Jeff Atkinson. Uh, he let's see, it was the ninety two. Yeah, he won the fifteen hundred meter Olympic trials, and he was like a three thirty seven fifteen hundred runner. But he was like a shuffler, and he was like a he was like a two miler in high school. You know, and you probably ran, you know, you ran like a nine oh nine ten two mile. He was like a low nine two miler, and then became, you know, an Olympic caliber fifteen hundred meter runner. He was leading on the final lap of the Olympic final. He got passed, but uh, he ended up like sixth or seventh. Um, and then you take a guy like Mark Conover, who won the Olympic trials in eighty eight. Or maybe that was, or maybe, was that when Atkinson ran? It was eighty eight or ninety two? Well, Conover, uh, he won the Olympic trials in eighty eight, the uh, marathon trials, and uh, but he was a really good uh, two miler in high school as well. He went to Orinda High School, um, just in the Bay Area in the East Bay, uh, kind of right around the corner from San Ramon, right around the corner from that dipshit Rob Scott, and. Uh, he was like a 905 two miler, but he ended up going to Humboldt and becoming like a low 29, 10,000 meter runner. Uh, but a shuff, he was a shuffler, uh, didn't have the speed he needed to, you know, compete in the real short middle distance type stuff, but ended up becoming a really good 10 K road runner and, a. uh, obviously a really good marathoner having won the Olympic trials, beating guys like Ed Eyestone, who was like a 27, 
30-something 10,000-meter runner who was second in, the, uh, second in the trials. So you never know. So everyone kind of starts off at the same vantage point in high school. Like if you got to, mm, you know, you work a little hard and you, you know, you have a smidgen of talent, you're going to run, you should run 430. And then you divvy up, you know, your talents when you find real coaches, right? So getting back to the whole, um, so these guys, this core group, these Florida runners, John L. Parker Jr., Jack Batchelor, Frank Shorter, Jeff Galloway, these guys were kind of the beginning, the beginnings of, uh, I mean, aside from kind of a couple of outliers like Jerry Lindgren, who ran like 1344, 5,000 in uh, high school, which is just ridiculous, like stupid. Um, Galen Rupp finally beat that mark. He ran like 1337. I mean, this is just stupid fast. But um, but by and large, we were all 430 milers in high school. Now, the immigrants, I say the immigrants that do the American dream better than the Americans are guys like this motherfucker Grant Fisher, who just, I think in March, or was it? Well, he broke the four-minute mile in high school back in 2015. And then about two... Two, three weeks ago, he broke the American record in the 10,000 meters. So he ran, I mean, which is, which was Galen Rupp's. He ran 26.44. He had the record at 26.44, which was, uh, I believe he was the first to break 27. Because like I said, the American record forever was, well, it was 27.25 by Alberto Salazar, who was born in Cuba but moved to Boston and was raised in Massachusetts uh, in high school and was a phenomenal high school runner. He was like a sub nine, two miler in high school, but that's a guy who got every ounce of talent out of his body and used every single granule of, of, of talent, you know, to be, cause he was like a, when he went, he ended up getting a scholarship to Oregon, and then he won like the New York Marathon and like a couple times while he was in college. Uh, I mean, he was breaking world records in college. You know, he was a two hundred eight marathoner in college, but he had the American record in the ten thousand meters at twenty seven twenty five forever until Mark Nienow broke it in eighty six when he ran twenty seven twenty, and then that just stagnated for about mm, twenty years. It seems Mark Nienow, he that was a guy. Who, he was from Kentucky, but he ended up moving out to Sacramento kind of near the end of his career uh, for the 88 trials, to train for the 88 trials, and then he just kind of disappeared into obscurity. But So then Galen Rupp came along, who uh, was this this ridiculous phenom high school runner, you know, who was like a 149 half-miler and like a 349-miler, who eventually – moved up in distance and then became a medalist in the uh, 2012 games in London in the 10,000 meters. Uh, almost won. I mean, he was, he should have won. I mean, Mo Farah out kicked him. They both ran like a 52 second last lap after already running 24 laps. You know, your 25th lap is just uh, the fastest lap of the entire race. And, uh, 
But see, these guys all came from, I mean, they started out now in high school. They're already breaking four-minute miles. So it was inevitable that they move. I mean, they were still competitive, I mean, even as milers. But as they moved up in distance to 5,000 meters, which Rupp eventually ran, uh, he broke 13 minutes. He broke Sidney Marie's 5,000-meter record and then and then ended up breaking Alberto Salazar's 10,000-meter record. Or, I mean, not in Alberto Salazar. That was his coach, oddly enough. Uh, but Mark Nino's 10,000-meter record, he broke. He ran 26.44. That's back-to-back 13.22, 5,000-meters. That's fucking stupid vest. So along comes this kid, Grant Fisher, who was born in Canada. Like I said, the immigrants always do the American dream better than the Americans. Because Grant Fisher was born in Canada. But he was raised in the U.S., and he's a U.S. runner. Matter of fact, he went to Stanford. And, uh, but, I mean, this guy is ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Like, he just ran 26.33, which is, like, seventh fastest all time for 10,000 meters. That's two, that's two back-to-back 13, 16, that's that's running two five thousand meters at thirteen sixteen back to back. I think the fastest that Doug Padilla ever won ever ran the five thousand meters, and this guy, Doug Padilla owned the five thousand meters all through the eighties. You couldn't beat him. He had a huge kick and he only ran like he was a real softy. He only ran about thirty five miles a week, you know, about five miles a day. He was a Mormon up in BYU. He went to BYU. He's a legend. And you, but you couldn't his kick. You couldn't match him. You couldn't beat him. And but the fastest he ever ran, I think, was about thirteen fifteen for five thousand meters. Let's double check that, shall we? Let's see, old Doug Badia, the guy. He he'd win every TAC championship, every U.S. championship in the five thousand meters. I mean, he had wheels. I mean, he was a good, he could, I think he was a sub four miler, but his, his event was the 5,000 meters. So his personal best, yeah, 1,500 meters was 337. So you need those kind of wheels to be a 5,000 meter runner. Uh, and then his fastest mile was a 354. So yeah, you you gotta, you, you have to be that fast as a miler to be a competitive 5,000 meter runner. But his fastest 5,000 meters ever was 1315. So this guy, fucking Grant Fisher, just goes back to back. He just does Doug Padilla's fastest 5,000 meters that he ever ran twice, simultaneously, back to back, to break the 10,000 meter record, the American record for 10,000 meters. And you couldn't beat Doug Padilla. In the 80s, he was a two-time, he was an 84 and an 88 Olympian. I watched him one, I watched him run the, uh, they had an exhibition race at Hugh, uh, I think, yeah, at Hughes Stadium, at Sac City College, or Hughes Stadium. Uh, in 88, a two, it was a tune-up meet for the Olympics. So the Olympic team had already been uh, accumulated, uh, the top three in each event, and then they did an exhibition track meet as a tune-up for the olympians and so a handful of them showed up there like steve scott who was at the time he was the american record holder in the mile he was like a 347 miler and he ran a he ran the 1500 that day but they had a the best race 
of the whole night was the 3000 meters and it had, um, had my, my personal idol was who was Pat Porter was a 10,000 meter, uh, Olympian, uh, in 84 and 88. Uh, the only finalist in 84 when he was 26, uh, ultimately he died in a, uh, in a plane crash tragically, uh, in 2012, just before the uh, 2012 Olympic games. Uh, but so in that race, in that 3000 meter exhibition, it was Pat Porter, Henry Marsh, who was the American record holder at the steeplechase at the time, who, uh, he was, uh, he was an 809, yeah, an 809 steeplechase. So the record, the world record at the time was 805. I think they've gone under eight minutes since then. Um, a couple of Kenyans. And then, uh, Doug Padilla and Arturo Barrios, who was like uh, the the king of road races. Like that guy, you couldn't beat him. He was like the king of the road race. Like 5,000, 10,000, 10K, 5K, 10K, couldn't beat him. He was like a 27, 38, 10,000, 10K runner on the roads. And he was uh, representing Mexico in the Olympics. And so it was, yeah, so it was Arturo Barrios, Pat Porter, Henry Marsh, and Doug Padilla, and, I, and Doug Padilla ended up winning because he just he just had this phenomenal kick. You couldn't beat him, and uh, he ran about seven fifty three in that race. Good race, uh, I think a top four broke eight minutes, but um, but yeah, this guy Grant Fisher, a Canadian, an immigrant, just like Alberto Salazar, a Cuban born immigrant. You know, now they both you know they're both ten thousand meter American record holders. Grant Fisher ran 26.33. Fucking stupid. And this guy is... Uh, I was... Because when I was going through all this from the Olympics last year, they ran the... You know, they did the 2020 Olympics last year in 21, which they had delayed a year because of the virus. But uh, it didn't even dawn on me who this guy was. But Grant Fisher, uh, he was second in both the five and 10,000 in the trials to Woody Kincaid. Uh, Woody Kincaid, uh, I thought was the guy to beat, but, um, he ended up in the final. I don't know if he even made, did he make the finals? Well, anyway, Grant Fisher, uh, ended up being the top American, even though he was second in the trials, he ended up being the top American in the 5,000 and the 10,000. He was fifth in the 10,000. And he was like, Eighth, I think, in the five thousand. No, maybe eighth or ninth. And uh, but it didn't even occur to me at the time when I was talking about all this that that he, I mean, he's just fucking a phenom, this guy. So um, yeah, so he's just one of those high schoolers, one of the thirteen high schoolers to break four minutes in the mile. So that's where it comes from. Like these now to be a great distance runner, to be a great five thousand, ten thousand, even a marathoner now, you have to break four in the mile. And that to me, back in the day, back in the eighties, well, particularly in the seventies, but in the eighties when I was running, like that, there was there was. Only, th- I think three, three guys that had broken two ten in the marathon and broken four in the mile. One was Greg Myers, who was a two oh nine marathoner. That's ho- I mean, and, that, and and that's phenomenal. And who, 
who are the other two? Yeah, I can't even think of the other. I mean, that's exclusive company, but now it's like, now it's mandated. Like, to be competitive, that you have to. You have to be a sub-four miler to be competitive at any distance above above that. So, so now this weekend, Saturday, at Arcadia, in Arcadia, California, you're going to see the best of the best of the best. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see this because... Back when I was, let's see, my freshman year when the Mastaliers ran Arcadia, they ended up running like, it was uh, 8.48 for the two-mile. And they beat, uh, they beat Mark Danny, who ran like 8.53. I mean, that's, so, it was like, you got to come with your, your A game. When you go to Arcadia, you come with your A game. I mean, there's no excuses. So, so we got the Salmon brothers, we got the Young brothers. They're all gonna be there at Arcadia, and it's on, man. It is on like Donkey Kong. Um, I, I think we're gonna see another sub four mile, an outdoor sub four mile, this weekend by a high schooler, maybe two. And then the two mile, we're gonna probably see like an eight thirty something. German Fernandez, the the kid from Riverbank, California, he uh, I think he has the official high school record for two miles. Uh, he's got the outdoor record for three thousand meters at seven fifty nine. But the two young brothers, Nico and Lex from Newberry Park. Part of that great four by one mile relay and that phenomenal 1405 5k cross country race last season both ran 756 and 757 uh indoors i mean this is gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous this is gonna be this arcadium is gonna be ridiculous but um but the uh the oh no Okay, so I take that back. So the official two-mile high school record is by this kid, Lucas Verbicus, who I talked about earlier, who ran the uh, who ran a sub-four-mile back in um, 2011. He also ran an 829 two-mile. I mean, fucking stupid. Like, I mean, un-fucking-blue. But German Fernandez from Riverbank, California, 834. Um, that kid... Uh, oh, and then you got a and then you got Colin Salmon coming in at eight thirty six. Fuck. The next fastest is eight thirty six point. Just after call, they give Colin Salmon the nod, just a, just a hair faster than Jeff Nelson at eight thirty. Jeff Nelson's a uh, now officially fourth all time. But he was the record holder at two miles in high school since 1979. And then in 2008, 29 years later, German Fernandez runs 834. And then three years after that, Lucas Verbicus runs 829. I mean, what the fuck, man? These guys didn't run 430 in the mile in high school, man. Fucking different ball game now, boys. Different ball game. 
Um, but that's what I'm excited for, man. That's what I, uh, that's what I'm getting pumped for. This is the big one. This is the big, this is the big payoff this weekend, this Saturday. This is going to set some records. It's going to set some tone, set the tone for, uh, for the high school season. This is the kickoff and, uh, I'm pumped. I don't know. I'm, uh, like I say, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the gym. I'm going to make a comeback. I'm pressure testing these seals, man. And I haven't got any blowouts yet, but, uh, <laughs> uh we'll see. I don't know. High school running is just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird fascination. I don't know. These kids, you know, some of them just come out of nowhere, just bust out of fucking, you know, 419 for no reason. And then some work their asses off to run 430. It's a weird world. Um, but other than that, I ain't got much else to say on the subject. But uh, keep your eyes peeled if you if you uh, if you if you want to have your mind blown. Just pull up race results from Arcadia Sunday morning, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Until then, I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, babies.